podcast. This is Chris Dufresne of TMG, joined by the regulars spread out all over the country. Tony Barnhart from Atlanta, Mark Blauchin, Jersey guy, and Herb Gould, who is uh, having some uh, construction work at his house. Um, we're gonna, we're hopefully going to get uh, one of the guys in here to pick some games this weekend. Uh, maybe the uh, you know the Big Ten East or West or the Michigan game or something. But sounds quiet for now, Herbie. I think we we're all right now. Are you still there? Are you there, Herb? Yeah, although it did drift in and out. Well, you have point. All right, all right. I'll stay here. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, you sound right. We'll uh, we'll work around uh, the, the pardon your dust, as we say. Um, <laughs> Anyway, let's continue. We'll, before we start, as usual, we will thank our sponsor, AppaGames.com. AppaGames.com, A-P-B-A, the unchallenged king of quality sports strategy games. There's no baseball to be played anymore, but uh, uh, I, I'd like to see John Herson, our buddy at um, Appa, run the SEC games this week. I want to see if he has... Citadel, the Citadel cards for Alabama, or if he has any Idaho cards, I wonder how his his game might break. The dice might just roll off the cliff. But uh, Mark, uh, uh, I'd love to see Georgia UMass. <laughs> I, I'd like. Mm. How about Alabama New England Patriots? <laughs> oh, we're gonna. No, wait, wait a minute. We're we're gonna get into that. Well, I, I have a question down here about that, but. Uh, First, uh, we'll we'll get in we'll seg we'll seg into that because Tony wrote about um, cupcake week at, in the SEC. Uh, it, it receives a lot of uh, attention this time of year. Uh, and Tony, please explain the cupcake scenario and why 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 is everyone else so upset about the cupcake schedule and the SEC isn't? Well, and I will simply give you a list of who the members of the Southeastern Conference are playing. I'll just tell you okay. <laughs> who they're going to play. They are playing the Citadel, Idaho, UMass, Liberty, Rice, and the never-to-be-forgotten Chattanooga. The reason they do it is because it works. And this is in the column. There have been 12 national championship games since 2006. Eight in the BCS, four in the college football playoff. There have been 12 of them. The SEC has had a, a team, at least one team, in 11 of them. So it works. Well, are you telling me that if they didn't play these games, that they wouldn't have won that many championships? If they, I don't know. What, I'm, what I'm, I'm telling you, that the if they play four conference games in November instead of three, a lot of upsets, as we all know, happen around this time of year. And so they, they believe the best strategic use of that Saturday in November would be to play somebody they could probably beat. Now, Texas A&M is playing UAB. Uh, Watch nine out. Nine and one. Nine and one. That ain't, that ain't a cupcake. So keep your eye on that one. What about uh, uh, middle, who's playing Middle Tennessee? Isn't Kentucky? Uh, Kentucky's playing Middle Tennessee, but that that's a seven and three conference USA team. 
That's a respect. That's a respectable team. That's what I, that's, that's FCS what, team. That's what I mean. I mean, but the, you know, that's that's another. It looks like it, you know, it, it could be misconstrued <laughs> as a cupcake when it's actually uh, that. That no. could be a dangerous game for Kentucky. Yeah, really. What the SEC has got this weekend? They got three conference games. They got two games against the two teams that are going to play for the conference USA title, UAB and Middle Tennessee. Then they've got six more. Six of the teams are actually playing cupcakes. Okay. Uh, Jersey guy, Mark Blouchard, do you have a problem with the cupcake uh, scenario? No, because, I mean, as Tony pointed out in his, in his uh, story, I mean, the conferences can do what they want to do. I mean, if, if the other, other conferences can do the same thing. I mean, they can schedule the same way. Now, but obviously it, it could change if TV says we want, we want more quality games and competitive games yes. in November, then, then, then it will change. But for now... Let them do what they want to do. I mean, that's, that's their yeah, I, don't, I don't have a problem with the SEC doing that. I know that that – I doubt that that would work in the Big Ten because people in the Big Ten would stay away in droves if you asked them to watch Idaho and Iowa on the, <laughs> you know, the third weekend in November. I mean, you know, it means more down there, and uh, it probably means less in the Big Ten. I, when, when I was in uh, Illinois – and Ron Zook was there. He brought in a game against Fresno. Hey, now, that hey, was hey. in December. Uh, you know, it was to get another buy in the in the links, but it was obviously something that he had learned to do at Florida. Uh, and it just didn't, you know, it didn't work. There were like 12 people there in Illinois. I mean, people just aren't going to watch college football that late in the year unless it's conference games in the Midwest. I mean, if it works in if it works in the SEC, and as Tony correctly wrote, it, it it does. You know, more power to them. It's just it's a, it's a regional thing that wouldn't work in, in the Midwest, and I don't know if it would work in the Pac-12, but I, I know it wouldn't work around where I am. Yeah, a lot of people in the West, uh, you know, poo-poo this idea. But one the reason that the Pac-12 really can't do it is is inventory. I, you know, there there aren't there aren't that many hyphen schools out here. I mean, that you, know, they, you really have to search hard, uh, and that's one reason they don't do it. Um, but uh, I, I have no problem with it other than this. Don't use that as a – you can't use that as a 13th data point if it comes down to that. Uh, in a hypothetical scenario, if Alabama and Notre Dame were somehow, you know, uh, pitted against each other as one-loss candidates – Alabama can't use the Citadel as a as a data point. That's all I'm saying. Notre Dame has never played um, a subdivision team in the history of the program, and that's uh, would would anybody disagree with that that notion? Well, I, yeah, no, I don't do I don't disagree with it because I think the if the if Alabama if Alabama and Notre Dame were really close to getting in, I don't think a member of the committee would say, but you know. <laughs> right. Alabama played the Central. The larger point to me is that this brings up that idea that we need to have more uniformity in these schedules. Mm, no, 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 no. You no, need you no. need to have nine conference games. No, 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 no. There are things that you can do from a practical standpoint, and there are things you can't do. And, and I think saying nine conference games is something that you can do. You know, it's. 
some people won't like it, but that's just going to be the price you pay if you want to be in the college football playoff. Well, well, or the problem with that—that's a great theory, Herb. But the problem—the problem there is there is no entity that exists that's going to can pick up the phone and say, SEC, ACC, you guys have got to play nine conference games. Well, there is no there well, is no well, controlling so, authority. No, there's no you're right. there's no commission. They, there's nobody to make them nobody, do it. But, but I think I've heard this point mentioned by people and. It wouldn't necessarily be, you know, uh, a an order, but if the if the playoff committee says, "Look, you do that, you're going to be of, you know, we're going to reduce your your resume." Oh, that's you know, fine. I'm, I mean, you can do that. And, and oh, you absolutely. Can, you know, it would be more like a coercion and a suggestion than an order. Uh, and I think isn't your man Nick Saban on board with nine conference? He is. He is very much. Well, there, there very much know. so. Look, I mean, look. It's a it's a principle that could be applied. I mean, you, you don't have to legislate it. You just have to reach a consensus that this is what we're going to do. Well, you know. Yeah, that that's right. The committee could absolutely leave Alabama out of the playoff because they didn't play uh, well, nine conference games. Yeah, they could absolutely do. That. I don't think that, that would that would make the point. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, though, guys, is that if that goes through, and then for whatever reason, then the SEC is going to have even more reason to get two and even three teams in sure. in, the, in the playoffs because they say, we, we play a nine conference game, we have a tougher conference, so we have a much tougher schedule. Well, you know, Jim Delaney is not a dumb guy. We'll all agree. He did not agree to... Uh, two lost three from another conference. Well, you know, that might well be, Blau, but the other part of this is that the next step is let's get, you know, you need to upgrade your non-conference schedules so that you have more data points there. I mean, some of this, if you look around, you just need to, you need to have schedules be as consistently similar as you can, and nine games would do it, and a little more upgrading of non-conference games. If the SEC schedules up in non-conference, and, and I think they often do, then if they're better, then they're better. Let the chips fall where they do. Uh, as I said, Jim Delaney is not, a, is not a dumb guy. He did not go to nine games in the, in the Big Ten without the understanding. There, wasn't a, there was a gentleman's agreement, I've been told by people out here, that everyone would eventually go to nine. And two conferences said uh, we're happy. You know, they changed their mind, which is fine. But uh, you know Delaney went to they they played eight up until a couple of years ago and and moved up to nine I think in the spirit of the playoff sure. uh, so I think Delaney didn't do that for al- all entirely altruistic reasons that right. gave them more inventory of course. for the Big Ten sure. network you know and, and that's another reason that would fly with any of these conferences that are trying to bolster their networks I mean I, I think that. You know, the, the resistance to it is going to be worn down over time. And I think that's a good thing. Even if they're doing it for financial reasons, it also improves competitively. Well, the, the SEC... Oh, I, yeah. I think the SEC is going to absolutely do it down the road. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt. I think the, the financial pressures will, act, will bring it about. But for now, they don't feel like they need to do it. Right. And, and nor should they have to. I mean, it's, 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 I mean they're, they're the king of the hill, and... King has the king, in this college football, like, 
the king has the most uh, the most rights. I mean, yeah, if the other teams want to argue about it, they have to get better, and then they have to get the power. Sticking on the subject of Alabama, and I think we have to separate anything that happens in the SEC with Alabama, from Alabama and everybody else as it applies. But there's some there's some you know there's some stories floating around there on the internet about whether Alabama could uh, beat an NFL team. Um, and a lot of people no. think, think it's per, <laughs> think it's preposterous, but I just saw a story up on, I don't know, Bleacher Reporters. You know, Alabama could beat these eight NFL teams or whatever. Uh, I don't think so. But any, uh, Blau, could, uh, how, would the, how would Alabama do against the Patriots? Basically what you have is, is Alabama guys with four years of NFL experience you know, playing against the, their buddies. So, I, I, no, I think, I think they did they fall with that once, like when they had the college all-stars. Did they, did they fall with that the college all-stars against the pro? Oh, absolutely. That they experiment happens all the time. You used to have the college all-star game in Chicago and other places right. where the yeah, college was, all-stars would play the defending NFL champions. Right. Yeah. Right. And, they, they, you know, that game was competitive if you go back to the dark ages. But one of the reasons it was abandoned, uh, one of the many reasons it was abandoned, was by the time they got rid of it, I don't know, I'm trying to think maybe in the late 60s or somewhere around there, yeah. early 70s, it, it had become pretty one-sided. I mean, not only were they, the college all-stars younger, but they were an all-star team. They hadn't played together, and we all know how important that is, you know, with an offensive line to, to work together over years, you know, especially against the NFL champions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think Blau's right though. It would, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that competitive, but it's, it would be fun to see. It would be fun to see how it worked. Yeah, and it, you know, as, as we as we look moving forward, I think with Alabama, uh, the latest college football ranking was, uh, you know, was this is maybe the first time that I did, you know, I haven't even, I haven't even looked at, I didn't even look at the ranking this week. I mean, I'm talking going back to the B, the BCS. It was something I always look forward to every week at this time of the, the year, but uh, there were no changes in the top ten. Um, the only – who's shuffling papers? Class? Oops. No, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> I, w- I was pulling up the rankings. Sorry. Tony, well, that, uh, go to the corner uh, for ten <laughs> seconds. That's why I use my laptop there. You know, I, I think you're right. I mean, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me to watch that last night. But once I thought about it and put it, you know, took a look at it, it's not really all that significant about the top four. But when you think about the top 12, uh, you know, in terms of the New Year's Six, and uh, I also am always curious to see how much disrespect Northwestern can garner. Um, and, and, and it's sort of deserved this year. They're at, they're at 22. They have four losses. They have four losses. Well, they do. They have four losses, and you know they could go into the Big Ten championship game with with a fine little six and six record. Thanks. And and yet, if they win that game, are they not guaranteed a, a New Year's Six slot? I mean, they're, they're going to the Rose Bowl six and six. That's yep. that's the way the contract <laughs> reads. Yes. Everybody talks about you know only conference champions should get in. You know, conference champions should automatically get into the playoffs. We are 60 minutes of football away from Northwestern and Pittsburgh being in the cops. <laughs> if that was the case. And, okay. and Arizona State. And Arizona State. <laughs> <laughs>
there's your there's your you know your easy your easy solution to the to, to the mess may not be so easy if you have you know you have three you have three five loss conference champions knocking out you know a, a really good team that that didn't win the league but uh, I don't know how, anyway let's uh, but I I think and Tony tell me I think the only, the most interesting storyline uh, going forward is the status of the knee uh, yep. of, of Alabama's quarterback. Because I think if, if Tua's knee is not sound, and we know Jalen Hurts is not ready to play uh, yep. right now, then Clemson, with their quarterback, who was very healthy and very good, um, you know, I, I, I could see a scenario where Clemson can take this thing. So what I, I, I know, I noted that Tua did practice this week. I don't know why they would play him against the Citadel. Maybe it's just a, you know, they'll play him a series or two, but I, I, I don't think they, I don't see any reason why he should play in this game, Tony. Don't even ask the question. I am not here for, for listening to you guys talk about how I should manage my team. Why would we not play Tua? He, he didn't even want to discuss it, okay? You know, he, 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 and listen, every time that he has one of these little blowouts at the press conference, understand he is not talking to the media, all right? He's talking to his players, and he's telling his players, you better take it seriously. Now, Chris, back to your thing. Yeah. If, if I was the head coach at Alabama – Tua Tagovailoa would be wrapped in bubble wrap. Exactly. Between now and December first, when they play Georgia, he do, he doesn't. Nick Saban doesn't want to send that message to his team. But I would let him get. Now you got to worry about rust. I understand that you can't literally give him two weeks off if he's physically capable of playing. But I'm telling you, more people are going to watch the Citadel Alabama game than would have watched it because of what could horribly happen. Auburn, I mean, Alabama can actually afford a loss to, to Auburn. Not that they would ever, you know, tank that game, but uh, they can lose and still, and nothing really changes, right? Right. They, they could lose to Auburn and beat Georgia. They may not be the number one seed because Clemson would probably be the number one seed, but I think I think they're still in the playoffs. The yeah. key, the key, Alabama's, Alabama's fine Unless they lose to Auburn and Georgia, then it's over. All right, Alabama's fine if they if they beat Auburn, and if they lose to Georgia, that's when we talk, maybe we talked about it last week. That's the nightmare scenario of having to choose twelve and one Alabama, twelve and one Michigan, twelve and one Oklahoma, twelve and one Washington State for the last spot. That's the nightmare. Is there? Any scenario where the SEC is 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 left out, other than no. Georgia losing uh, to uh, who are they playing this week? To Cupcake. The they're, they're playing. Uh, they're playing Mark Mark Blouson's <laughs> yeah. UMass Minutemen as a forty-three, 43 and a half point dog. Like a forty-three so, and a half. Yeah. Yep. Great. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the the only way the SEC were to get, I don't see any way for them to get left out because somebody's got to win the SEC championship game. Right. If 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 you know if Georgia were to lose to Georgia Tech and then beat Alabama, I say I still think they get. They, I still think they get out with two losses. With, if they're the SEC champion, they're going to get in, or Alabama Alabama would get in. But 
They're not. They're not going to both get left out. Georgia. No, that that Tony. If if uh, Clemson's undefeated and uh, Notre Dame's undefeated and Michigan has one loss and is the Big Ten champion, I think Georgia gets left out in that scenario. All right. So what you're oh, saying? Oh yeah. Is, I mean, still, Georgia still, loses. Oh, we still Georgia in the fourteen. You're right. Georgia Tech, but beats Alabama. Or right. Alabama loses to Auburn and loses to Georgia. So Georgia and Alabama both have two losses. And so yeah. you think the SEC champion well, gets left out? Well, uh, over, over, uh, if Oklahoma is one loss, champion of the Big 12. Hey, guys, here's the worst scenario. What happens if, if Georgia loses to Georgia, to, to Georgia Tech and then Alabama beats Georgia, right? Yeah. Can yeah. You, you, know, you know, this sounds a lot to me like that Saturday Night Live sketch <laughs> where the Bears talk did. about a six-inch Mike Ditka playing in <laughs> a busload of things. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that the only question in my mind is whether the SEC gets two. <laughs> I mean, they're getting one. I just don't know whether they're getting two. Uh, I, I, I believe you're correct. Let's let's move away. The SEC, uh, temporarily, we'll, we'll probably get back to it. But Blau, I want you to talk about, you had a, boy, did you have, the Grudge Report had a big beef. Harvard, Yale uh, is, are playing at Fenway Park, and you really don't like this idea. What, <laughs> what's your meaning? Yeah. Right, I mean, it just makes no sense at all, and, and, and the, and I think Gordon Gecko was 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 running it when uh, <laughs> uh, because I mean I mean you play at Fen- I mean you play at Fenway for tra- for tradition if you, if you're coming from you know somewhere else and and, and, and you have two schools that, like if you if UConn, <coughs> UConn was playing you know at Temple or something like that fine you want to play a game at Fenway fine it's tradition but yeah Harvard Yale needs needs no, no no tradition I mean they're both local schools. Um, it's park is it's not meant for football. It's it's a baseball park and it's a bad place to watch football game. You you can't watch it. You, there's no good seats there. And you're also talking about you know the 15th anniversary of, of the game, the 20 you know Harvard beats Yale 29 29. So wow. and and then you talk to the Harvard people and, and they say well we're, the, the stadium will be under construct will be under construction. Well the key phrase is will be under construction and somehow they match for the entire. 2018 season at the stadium, so you can't wait two uh, weeks. I mean, it's just disgusting. I mean, I, I'm, you know, it's just absolutely wrong. How do you, how do you really feel about it, though? Yeah. Well, what, uh, is the, will the, uh, will the, is the pesky pole going to be used as one of the uh, uprights? Is that like one of the? Is that how they're going to do that? Is the green monster going to be? Uh, uh, I don't even know how that's conf- how they configure it. The configure it is if, if you if you if you're in a baseball press box, it's behind home plates. You're behind. You're behind one of the end zones, and they go straight out to to center field. Uh, that's that's the configuration of the thing. Now the Patriots played here for about five years, about five or six years in the '60s. But what they did was they put temporary bleachers actually on the field by the, yeah. by the Green Monster. Yeah. So then, okay, then you have some some good seats, uh, sideline seats. But right now, I mean, there's, there's places in that park where you can't, where you will not be able to see the football field. Well, I think well, go ahead, go ahead, Herb. Well, I was just going to say that you know, until not that long ago, Wrigley Field had hosted more NFL games than any stadium in the nation. The Giant Stadium finally passed them, but um, 
I used to go there a lot when I was a kid. And when I was a vendor, uh, I used to go in for the Bears games. The year they were 1-13, that was a thrill to watch. Uh, but I'd go to the guy and he'd say, what do you want to sell? And I'd say, I don't care what it is. Just give me left field, upper deck, because I was there to watch the game. <laughs> uh, and they did. They put the East stands in Wrigley Field. And, and I talked to Blau about this earlier in the week, and I was kind of surprised because my initial thought was, well, Fenway's kind of, you know, not this game, but it's fun to put these college games into old, you know, historic ballparks, but not if they don't work. Not in Boston. Oh, the, you cannot, you know, degradate the sanctity of this hollowed Fenway. They're playing a game at Yankee Stadium this week. Wow, you don't have a problem with that? No, because that, that I mean, it's, the football, like Kirk said, the football Giants play, play, played there for years and years, and it was, and that, that has a good solid NFL history in it for, year, for more, more than Giants City does anyway. I mean, it was the greatest of the, the, the Colts Giants game was played at Yankee Stadium. I mean, so, and, and, and they, can, they can deal with that. But, uh, you know, that, but the point is, is that they, they, they mess, you can move games there, but messing around with Harvard, Yale, it doesn't need, it doesn't need help to build, to build tradition. Right. It just doesn't. Right. I don't. Yeah. You're right. It's it's pointless. Uh, it, now now it's worse when baseball plays in a football stadium like with the, the the Dodgers played at the Coliseum for you know, yeah that, right. and, and he had the moon you know Wally Wally moon shots but uh, yeah you know what that's a that's a good beef I like I like your beef this week and well you could you could play Harvard UMass in Fenway sure. but not Harvard Yale. Okay. Yeah, I, and I, not this game, not the 50th anniversary game. I mean, I mean, there's so much tradition. I mean, and, and, and that game, and that's gonna be a reunion weekend, you know. And and and, and as every, you know, I've been on. I'm It's a great thing. It's a great people watching event because you see you see anybody in a, in a Harvard in a Harvard Yale crowd. You're gonna see senators, Supreme Court justices, movie stars. I mean, it's and you just walk around the campus of Harvard, which is again Harvard Stadium is older than Fenway Park. You want to talk about historic stadiums? Yeah, the Yale Bowl and, and, and Harvard Stadium are more have more tradition than Fenway Park does. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. It makes no sense. I think we all agree. Uh, the other game uh, at the at a baseball park, Herbert, Notre Dame and Syracuse. Now is uh, is, is Jeff Samarja going to throw out the first pitch for Notre Dame? <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> well, that that would be a good one. You know. Meanwhile, this is a this is this is an interesting. If you think that Notre Dame. Is not going to go unbeaten. I mean, this is certainly shaping up as their toughest uh, challenge since the Michigan opener. I mean, in terms of quality of the opponent's record, uh, Syracuse only two losses. Every other team on Notre Dame's schedule has four losses since Michigan. Uh, I don't know that, that Syracuse is really up to this task, but Notre Dame needs to, you know, keep its act together. They're playing so well right now that it. It's well, hard to imagine them, you know, not coming out with a good effort, and and with a good effort, I I think they'll be fine. They, yeah. They, go ahead, Mark. I uh, I also want to uh, our, our our buddy Tom Lucci, uh, you know, Professor Lucci had a great uh, point this weekend, and he was listening to uh, one of the ESPN shows, and he saw uh, Greg McElroy, Tony, who I re- really like and respect, you He's know, great. a lot, him. and I think he does a good job. Well, he goes on the air and and said that that. Uh, Syracuse was the total was the toughest game that the toughest team the Notre Dame would face all year. Well, you probably saw the Clemson game. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that was that was. Wait, did, did, did Notre Dame play Michigan? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. There is that, yes. Well, there is that. Hello. The thing about the Michigan game is that was the first game. You know, I think that, you know, when games occurs, you know, is a factor. I mean, if Michigan and Notre Dame were playing this week, I don't think that the result would be the same. I think Michigan is a better team right, right. now. But, well, that's my point. But, but, but I, you know, and I don't, you know, this business about people saying, well, you have to discount Michigan against Notre Dame for a final playoff berth because Michigan lost. Well, that was on September 1st, and it was on the road. I mean, I I, I see what, what you're saying about McElroy, I, I, but, I, you know, I, I, I have real serious uh, questions about whether Michigan or Notre Dame is the better team at this no, that's, point. That, that's not the point, Herbert. And all I'm saying is is that in, in, in August and, and in November, I don't think anyone would say that Syracuse was better than Michigan. No. Well, I think no, not. No. I flat out said that that was that was the toughest day, that was the toughest team on Notre Dame's schedule this year. Yeah, but wait a wait a minute, wait a minute. Notre Dame was playing a different quarterback than they are now. <laughs> the same the same way that the same way Clemson's playing a different quarterback. <laughs> Uh, than, it's, than they it's were. It's nothing Clint, to do with Notre Dame. It's, it's Syracuse we're talking about. It's I know, but I'm not about, talking about Notre Dame. No, no, I'm talking I, about, about teams change. I, teams change. Clemson is a lot better uh, team than they now than they were with the other quarterback, and I think right. Notre Dame is better with right. with Ian Book than than Wimbush, even though he did a nice job subbing in last week. So teams change. I'm saying teams change over time, yeah. and it's not the same team. You know, the larger point here with Notre Dame and its schedule is that. The, the Notre Dame Notre Dame's schedule has been its friend. You know, I remember Lon Kruger used to tell me that when he was Illinois basketball coach. The, the schedule can be your friend or the schedule can be your enemy. And this schedule has been very friendly for Notre Dame. Uh, the, the teams that we thought were going to be top teams are, are down. Uh, the timing of games has worked out for them. Now, you know, that said, that happens often in, in, in sports. You Schedules are you right. know, are things that can bolster you, but it's it's no it's no more friendly than this than Alabama's schedule has been this year for Alabama. So don't you can't knock them for that. Alabama has gotten you know gotten some breaks too. Well, so yeah, so, but I don't know. Alabama won a game at LSU, and that that's a pretty loud statement. That I don't know. Does Notre Dame have a, a comparable win? Michigan, at Nor- Michigan. At Northwestern. They beat you know, Michigan. Michigan was the first week of the season. It, you no, know, and Michigan's basically that's the first snaps that their quarterback is taking no, on that no, team. I'm, I'm just saying, don't the, the schedule is a schedule, and it's it it, it, it it's in, it's no less favorable than Alabama's schedule has been, and that's fine. Right. That's fine. It's you know, I don't I don't blame Alabama for beating all the teams on their schedule. They're good. Well, Notre, well, Dame, Notre Dame is good. Well, here, here's the question, guys: If Notre Dame loses, how far do they fall? What's the score? That's the always got to ask. What's the score? Huh? Uh, field goal. Well, they're in. They're in the New Year's Six. I would. <laughs> they're well, in the New Year's Six. Yeah. Well, no, they're they're not going to. It depends on what the score is and the circumstance. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's move on. Let me see. I'm going to check the time here. Last week we went. We went over 50 minutes and it almost it almost broke the uh, you know our podcast system. It's like something about the fifty minute mark that that just that that, that, that doesn't want to cooperate. But uh, so let's let's uh, let's move forward into the weekend. Uh, quick hitters: Bobby Petrino fired at Louisville. 
anybody shedding any tears over this? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And how much money is yeah, Louisville, right. Louisville had to pay out for? Oh like, man, what I a, think the fourteen they, million. Did I see that? Yeah, uh, they they had no choice though. Yeah, the the the, the whole infrastructure that hired Bobby Petrino is gone. The team has obviously quit on him a long, long time ago, and so you you come up with the, you come up with the money from petty cash and go out and put a number on the table and get Jeff Brom. So did, did you notice? Did you did you notice that the, the people who were fired, his son and his two son-in-law? <laughs> no, <laughs> we 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 cleaned out the whole family with that deal now. Well, I, I know that Jeff Brom is, is very, very likely to take that job, and I understand why, being from Louisville and everything. But I think we all remember when Louisville was, you know, it was an okay job, not a great job. Uh, you know, if, if Jeff Brom, I, I would I would advise him to take a good, hard look at that. I mean, if he really wants to go home, then go home. But if you really want to be a champion – I don't know that, you know, that's necessarily the place to do it. You know, you might well, want to wait. I mean, and also, I mean, he's five and five. I'm, I'm sure, is, did he invent the, reinvent the wheel? I mean, what about Luke Fickle or somebody like that? <coughs> well, you know, the other part you got to remember is he's five and five at a program that, you know, couldn't chew gum and walk down the street right. at the same time when he got there. And they, they've been a disaster for a long time before he got uh. there. Uh, so you know, I don't I don't get as hung up about producing inconsistencies, although they certainly have been there under Brom. What what happened to them last week? They lose the they, they just, lose they lose the middle. Goldie, you know, PJ Fleck must have you know really rode the boat. The, rode the boat. He was rowing That's the boat right. with, a, with a, an Evan Rood or something. Well, but 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 since they since they beat Ohio State, they've lost. They've kind of laid two eggs, right? I mean, out of three or something like that. So uh, yeah, but you know if if he's going home, I don't think Louisville cares what that is what his record has been the last couple. Well, of he, he's a great get for Louisville. Yeah. I, I just wonder if you know if he hangs around at Purdue and waits around for you know do you want to be at Louisville or do you want to wait a couple of years and see what traditional power thinks you're the guy? You know. Yeah. Well, uh, they said good riddance. Uh, in the movie, let's let's get out of here, Blau. Uh, a little uh, tip of the cap to uh, one team west of the Mississippi this week. Our, our team of the week uh, is Utah State. Utah State. Utah State. Not Utah. Utah State. Uh, tell us a little bit. This was kind of. I, I, I didn't even. They they did appear. They did appear in the in the ranking, but they've kind of been overlooked. They've they've get they've got more respect oh, from the polls. I, I mean, I, I like to talk to the committee about that one because they they were. I mean. Both polls had them ranked like what 13, 13 or 14, 15? yeah, yeah, and that, they were unranked until the, until this week, and you know, and, and <laughs> even now, and I gotta tell you, I mean, I've I've, I've seen Boston College up live and close personal. I've seen Utah State on TV a couple of times. I wouldn't, I'd make you kind of take the favorite in that game. Uh, I mean, I, they're a decent team. Herb, I think you might have a shooting in your neighborhood going on right now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you, you, uh, Utah State, um, Mark, uh, I, I tell some of our podcast listeners, where is Utah State? Do, you, do people don't even know what their nickname is? They're, they're their number 13 team in, in, in some polls this week, and I, I would venture to guess, uh, now we know that Merlin Olsen played there. Yep. <laughs> Back in, 
and they and are Logan, Utah, which is what, and you've been there. Too. I've, I've never been to Logan. I mean, it's it's like ninety minutes north of South Lake City, I guess. No, but the the, the uh, not only have I been there, I, I know where they, we in Logan. You stay at the Baw. It's called the Baw Motel. And what we used okay. to what we used to do is we used to go get uh, like you know in our, our younger years you get like a, a case of beer and you and you and you put ice in the sink and then you you fill the you know, fill the uh, the sink with beer and that's that's pretty much Saturday night after the game but yeah it's sleepy little town uh, beautiful in the Wasatch Mountains but nobody thought that a you know a top fifteen team would ever emerge from there in, in recent and that guy uh, Matt Wells. <laughs> Has done a great yep. job in anonymity, if I'm saying that word correctly. Without, without question. I mean, you know, and and and, and he's, um, you know, and and they're and the great thing about it is they're nine and one. They're they're, they're nine and one, uh, you know, against the spread too, which I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and the mountain the Mountain West has been very good this year. I got to say, you know, with uh, and Boise's back in the rankings. Fresno State's been good. Uh, Hawaii's good. It's a good San Diego State's been good. Good little conference. And uh, before we leave, we'll, I will mention two games being played uh, out here: UCLA, USC, and Stanford, Cal. Uh, th- th- those used to <laughs> those used to, <laughs> those used to be important games. Uh, so anyway, any who's got? Am I, what am I missing? Did I miss anything this week? I think I try to hit all everything. Oh, one little thing: I get in trouble again brewing in Columbus, Ohio with have we're, we're running out of tape i don't know that we ha- we can i don't know we have enough time to get into that but it's up there again that's all well all it tells us fellas is something we've already said we don't know the time we don't know the place we don't know the exact circumstances but urban meyer will not be the head football coach at the ohio state university next season that's what we know Herb, do you agree yeah. with that? I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, in fact, I threw something on my Big Ten uh, playbook this week. Uh, there's a link to the story. Uh, Tom Herman and Zach Smith oh my are God. going around and about. You know, you can look it up, as Casey used to say. But I totally agree that, that the time has come for a change there. Uh, you know, and I don't think anybody will be heartbroken on either side. And here's one. Here's one for uh, my fellow Trojan USC Trojan fans who are so eager to get a, get rid of Clay Helton. Uh, you know, do you, you would you you know? Let's say Urban does one of his takes another year off, gets rested, does some television another year. Uh, is he damaged? You think he's damaged goods for his next move? Or no, no. <laughs> if he takes a year no. off, I mean, no. This might, is. Might, this Mike is, Leach bounces back, but no, he doesn't no. have half the resume. This is this is the coach that USC fans have been crying for years. We need a coach like Urban Meyer. Well, what if uh, he's what if he, well, what if he's available? Uh, would you take Would well, you take him with? We don't know how this is going to play out at Ohio State either. I mean, all, but would you would you take Urban Meyer uh, given all his health concerns? Uh, and it's kind of his diminished, damaged reputation right now. I wouldn't take him. Report on uh, Tony, Tony, you would you would not take him. No, no, I would because there are too many good coaches out there with with a lot less drama. Okay, Mark, would you? I, I would. I would take Jeff Brom before I would take Urban Meyer. Yeah, but he's oh. not, but what if he's not available? I'm talking about if he's available. I think. Oh. 
no, I'm just talking about if these guys are available and, and what. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with, with Tony that, you know, Urban Meyer, I just think that, that that's a that's just a bundle of, of questions that you don't want to go near. He's only 54. It's, you know, he's the oldest 54 because he's, he's been around and been through so much. But uh, Yeah, he's got, he's got some bruises at this point, you know, leaving Florida the way he did and, and now leaving Ohio State if he does, which we expect. Do you think? Uh, yeah. Th- speaking of tanned and rested, do you think? Do you think Bob Stoops? If USC called Bob Stoops, he'd be interested in that job. Not only should they call him, they should they should sit at his house and say, until he said until, until he says yes. I mean that that would be a home run for them. But no, Bob's go, Bob's going to Ohio State anyway. So. Well, that's <laughs> right. That's 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 there. You go. Blau is right. You you you. It's Ohio State who should camp out on his front yard. Bob Stoops, young Cardinal Mooney High School, Youngstown, yep. Ohio, and pay him $10 million a year to coach Ohio State. Whatever, whatever right, whatever it takes. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what USC fans don't understand. They say, well, he should want to come to USC. Well, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Why would he want, you know? So, yeah, the, but you're right. That's, 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 but that's another guy sitting out there uh, waiting in the wings for, for another, his other uh, moment, his, his, next, his last chapter. All right. Let's get out of here. We've done enough damage for one week. We'll be back next week. Until then, adios.